Welcome to Stories of Iceland. It has been too long since my last episode. I have already explained the reason to my Patreon supporters, who are the backbone of this podcast. If you are not already a supporter, visit patreon.com slash stories of Iceland. I try to add extra material there when I can. As always, I would like to give a big thank you to all my supporters. Since my last podcast, three patrons have joined. Andre Bernier, Jon Helgerson, Christopher Barth, Virginia Holmes, and Troy Williams. But this is Stories of Iceland, episode 14, The Hornless Cow and the Carl's Son. Iceland is in the North Atlantic. Its capital city is Reykjavik. There are many types of folk tales. In the great folk tale collection of Jón Árnason, there is a category which in Icelandic is called Ævintýri. It is rather inconvenient that English doesn't really have an equivalent word. The Icelandic word Ævintýri is likely closely related to the English word adventure. Ævintýri, adventure, venture, vintýri, ævintýri, adventure. Folklorists often borrow the German word märchen to describe it. Sometimes it is simply called a fairy tale though it is a misleading term since there are often no fairies in these tales. I like to call them wonder tales, which I find conveys the meaning of the Icelandic word Ævintýri fairly well. The most famous of Icelandic wonder tales is with little doubt Bukotla. It is a story about a cow. Actually, it is a few stories about a cow, but more on that later. The word Bukatla literally means hornless cow on a farm. It should be noted that most cows in Iceland are hornless and also live on farms. So this seems to be a case of a pointlessly descriptive name of which Iceland has many. People have also pointed out that Bukatla sounds rather similar to Bukula which is a Latin term for a heifer, that is, a young cow. Funnily enough, heifers are always hornless, so we have a fun little etymological circle here. Bukotla is the most common name for a cow in Iceland. This is likely because of the story, but I would guess the name was used in the story because of its popularity. But the story has become ubiquitous in Icelandic culture. It is retold and reimagined in stories, poems, songs and art. The name is also used again and again for various different things, including a type of pizza. 
We tell jokes and stories that make references to Bukotla. The last children's book that uses the story came out only a few weeks ago. A choose-your-own-adventure book. I mentioned that there are a few versions of the original folktale. The one I'm going to tell you is the one I grew up with. It is the more simple one. The one that feels more Icelandic. For example, another version of the story includes an enchanted prince which feels very inauthentic in an Icelandic setting. I am not claiming that the main ingredients of the tale is purely Icelandic. On the contrary, it can be classified very easily as an international type of folktale. But there is a concept in folklore called ecotype. The term ecotype is derived from evolutionary biology and is, as such, controversial since there is a trend in the humanities to reject such metaphors. But I think it's a good way to think about how and why stories change. This version of Bukotla is a good example. It can easily be fitted into the Icelandic cultural and geological landscape. The only thing that sticks out is that poor peasants were more likely to have sheep rather than cows, but cows are still a common Icelandic farm animal. A side note is that the term ecotype originated with a Swedish folklorist called Karl von Sido. When I first read about him, I had only one question. Was he related to Max von Sido, the actor who is arguably most famous for starring in the Ingmar Bergman film, The Seventh Seal, or maybe The Exorcist? I don't know. It depends on your taste. It's also in a Star Wars movie recently. I was delighted to find that Max is, in fact, the son of Karl. This brings me to a typical Icelandic folklore trope. The hero of the story is often referred to as the Karl's son. In Icelandic, Karl, spelled with a lowercase k, means man. Karl. Karl is, as in many other languages, also a man's name. In folk tales, this is the anonymous man. In folk tales, this is the anonymous man of the house, while the woman is called Kerling. These people are almost always poor. This is, of course, in itself, not something unique to Icelandic, but the Icelandic language puts a little twist on this, since the man and the woman usually have a son who is referred to as a Karl's son. This almost becomes a name, especially since there are many Icelanders who have the patronym Karl's son. Karl's son. Just like there are people in English-speaking countries called Mansson. And if Sweden hadn't given up the old patronymic system, Max von Sido could have been called Max Karlsson, trying out my Swedish accent. But in the context of folktales, Karl's son is everyman, the poor boy. He is your alter ego within the story. The hero of the story I'm going to tell you is a Karlsson. But I should note that there are versions where the hero is a girl, who even has a name. She falls into a different folklore trope, being the youngest and most unloved of three daughters. Selecting a story with a male 
protagonist instead makes me feel a little guilty, since my previous episodes mention far more men than women. But luckily this story is rather female-oriented in other ways. Finally, I'd like to mention another Icelandic folklore trope. The boy gets provisions and new shoes. You might think that the shoes have some magical power or will play a part in the story. But no, the provisions and new shoes simply signals the start of the hero's journey. His adventure is about to start. It is the end of the first act of the story and the beginning of the next one. Our hero is ready to go. Just one more thing before I'm ready to start the tale. The story's backbones are two memorable refrains that are repeated three times. I don't think anyone could translate them into another language and still keep their power. I have read various translations and I hope I can make an acceptable version for you. So, without further ado. Bukotla and the boy. There were once in a cottage an old man and his old wife who had one son, but were by no means fond of him. In the cottage there were only these three people. The old man and his wife had one cow only and no other beasts. This cow was called Bukotla. There came a time when the old woman watched over the cow while it was calving. When everything was over, the old woman returned to the farmhouse for a short while. But when she returned to look after the cow, nothing was to be seen of it. Now the old man and his wife went in search of the cow. They sought far and near, but returned empty-handed. This made them mighty wroth, and they ordered the son to go immediately in search of the cow, forbidding him to return unless he brought Bukotla with him. They fitted the boy out, giving him provisions and new shoes. And thus he went forth into the wide world, not knowing which way to go. He walked for a long, long time, and at last sat down to eat. While he was eating, he said, "'Move for me, my Bukotla.' if you're somewhere still alive. Then he heard the cow moo far, far away. After this, the Carlson went on for a long, long time, and then sat down to eat, saying, Move for me, my Bukotla, if you're somewhere still alive. He heard Bukotla moo somewhere nearer than the first time. Still the Carlson walked on for a long, long time, till he came to the top of some high rocks. There he sat down to eat and said, Move for me, my Bukotla, if you're somewhere still alive. He heard then the cow bellow under his feet. He clambered down the rocks till he saw a huge cave, and going into it found Bukotla chained up under a sloping rock in the cave. He undid at once the chain and took Bukotla away with him homewards. When he had gone some distance on his homeward way, he saw an immense troll woman coming striding after him, accompanied by another somewhat smaller one. He saw that the big troll was so long strided that she would overtake him at once. So he said, What shall we do now, my Bukotla? She answered, 
Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the earth. He did so, and the cow said to the hare, I will you, and spell that you become so big a river that flying bird alone can cross it. In the same moment, the hare became a great river. And when the big troll came to it, he stopped and said, This shall not avail you, lad. Run home, girl, she said to her daughter, and fetch my father's big bull. The other went and returned with a bull of gigantic size, which at once drank up all the river. Then the Carlson saw the long striding troll would soon overtake them, so he said to Bukodla, "'What shall we do now, my Bukodla?' she answered. "'Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the earth.' He did so, and the cow said to the hare, "'I will you and spell that you become so great a flame "'that none but flying birds can cross it.' At once the hare was turned into a flame. When the troll came to the flame, she said, this shall not avail you, wretch. Go, she said to her daughter, and fetch my father's big bull. The other went and fetched the bull, which urinated all the water it had drunk from the river into the flame and put it out. Now saw the carlson that the long-stalking troll must soon overtake him. Therefore he said, so he said, What shall we do now, my bukotla? She answered, Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the earth. He did so, and the cow said to the hare, I will you and spell that you become so high a mountain that none but flying bird can pass it. Then the hare was turned into such a high mountain that the lad could only see straight up into the clear sky. When the troll came to the mountain, she said, this shall avail you not, wretch that you are. Turning to the lesser troll, she said, Fats my father's boar, iron lass. The other went back and returned with the boar iron. Then the troll bored a hole through the mountain. But as soon as he could see through, she was too eager to pass, and thrusting herself into the hole, becoming stuck in it for it was too narrow for her, and there she is still to this day. But the Carlson reached home with Bukatla, where the old man and his wife were mighty relieved. So that is the story of Bukatla. You can guess which part of it makes little children most happy. It is when the bull puts out the fire, but it is the repetition, the classic folklore three-peat, which makes it so memorable. When the boy calls to the cow, it sounds like this in Icelandic. And when Bukotla speaks, unlike most Icelandic cows, she says... And to enchant the hair to become a flame, she says,
I should also mention that even though it's not explicitly mentioned in the tale, it is. it was a common theme that trolls were turned to rocks in the sunlight. I should also mention that there are almost no instances of people literally believing in trolls in Iceland. The elves are a little different, but they really deserve a whole episode. But that is it for today. Thanks to all my Patreon supporters, including Jon Helgason, Austin Yule, Fred Sutler, and especially Troy Williams. Your support is very much appreciated. I really wish I could do this episode more regularly and more frequently. It is not easy to find the time, but the support does encourage me and help. I am Olignesti Soloeson, and you have been listening to Stories of Iceland, episode 14, The Hornless Cow and the Carl's Son. <laughs>